0: Welcome to the Midlife Reinvention Podcast. I'm your host, Kavita, and the founder of Power Purpose Play, a global community of women in midlife. I'm here to tell you that it's your time now to rediscover what has always been inside of you and bring that out into the world. If you're wondering what's next, but don't know quite what that is, or if you feel a twinge in your heart telling you that you have so much more to do and so much more to offer, you're in the right place. Ask yourself, if not now, when? Do you want to leave your job? Start your own business? Take control of your health? Reignite the passion in your marriage? Write that book, or at least that first chapter? Transitions like this can be daunting, but through listening to my story and interviews with incredible women every week, I hope to inspire you to take action. I rediscovered myself after the age of 50, and I know you can too. It's my time now to help you do just that. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive in. Hi, my dear friend, and welcome to this episode of the Midlife Reinvention Podcast. I hope you're doing well. I am super excited to share with you some changes that are coming up to this podcast and to the focus of my business and coaching These are all a result of feedback I have received from you and from my clients. And this is all with a goal to serve you better. You've spoken and I've heard. Don't worry, this podcast is not going anywhere. It's only going to be more alive and well and flourish even more. Stay tuned to hear about all these changes on the next episode, which will air on March 6th. But for today, I had on my mind to talk about our relationships in our lives, and what I think is the most important relationship we have, and that which we should cultivate. This weekend, we celebrated Family Day here in Canada, which is a holiday meant to be spent with our dearest family and friends, and it is a time for reflection and love. If you think about your life, who are you surrounded by that bring you joy? It's so important to reflect on those people and be grateful for them, because it's often becomes easy to take them for granted, for example. You may be wondering, why am I talking about this when I am a career and life transitions coach? I think it's so important because we don't live our lives in isolation. If we're not satisfied with our relationships, whether those are intimate or social relationships, how can we expect to be happy in other areas of our life? For example, in our career, our work life, or in our health and wellness. This is the approach I take when I first start with my clients. Let's take a look at your overall satisfaction in different areas of your life and evaluate them. Which areas do you need to strengthen? What are the main relationships which comprise our life, especially as women in our midlife? These generally are, firstly, our romantic relationships our children, if we have them, our parents, our friends, and our co-workers. If there's an imbalance or problem in any one of these relationships, then it can affect so many other aspects of our lives. Many of you know that I have a huge family. Between my husband and I, we have nine nieces and nephews, and they are now having their own kids, and our families are growing beautifully each year. So there's that, and I joked with somebody recently that it's so hard to keep up with all the celebrations in our lives, but I wouldn't give it up for the world. Then there are romantic relationships, and I'm blessed to have a beautiful marriage with an amazing man, and we will be celebrating our 30th year this year. Ups and downs for sure, but mostly he is my biggest cheerleader, and we go through the challenges together. Then there are kids. So many changes as we grow and our children grow and we try to hold on to them like we did when they were kids, but realize that soon enough that we have to let them go and let them flourish and make their own mistakes and come back to us when they need us. Then, of course, there are parents who have looked after us their whole lives, and now we have to look after them. Many of you know my mom recently had a stroke and the last few months have been consumed making sure she is back on her feet. I'm happy to report she is doing so much better. We become caregivers of our parents at this stage, which can also affect our own well-being if we are not careful. Then there are our friends. The friends that we have now are most certainly not the same ones we had when we were growing up. I am lucky to have friends from my childhood still and those will always remain. But we must constantly evaluate those friends in our lives right now. Are we growing as individuals when we are around them? Do they lift us up rather than putting us down? As we go through transitions in our life, do they support these transitions or question you and make you doubt yourself? We put enough doubt in our own minds. We don't need others around us to do the same. Those are friends you can gently let go of, I would suggest. The reason that this topic's on my mind today is because so many of my clients are affected by the relationships around them. They let the judgment, responsibilities, worry, and conflict get in the way of their healthy relationships. There can be a lot of baggage with parents, for example. A recent client of mine shared how her mother still, to this day, makes her feel guilty about things she has done, and she feels like a little child all over again. I have found and I teach that the best way to maximize the relationships in our lives is to evaluate them honestly and open up the lines of communication honestly. Tell the other person how much you really love them and how much they really mean to you, but also how he or she is making you feel. When you approach a situation from a place of love, constructive solutions to problems can only follow. There was a famous decade-long study done by Harvard researchers, which I was recently reminded of by my good friend, Anissa Buckley, who is the founder of Be Untethered, which is a wonderful personalized menopause diet and fitness lifestyle solution, who I actually also had on my podcast not too long ago. So thanks, Anissa, for reminding me about the study. So in the study, it was starting in 1938 Harvard researchers embarked to find out the question to this question and that what makes us happy in life? The researchers gathered health records from 724 participants from all over the world and asked detailed questions about their lives at two-year intervals. Contrary to what you might think, it's not career achievement, money, exercise, or a healthy diet the most consistent finding they learned through 85 years of study is positive relationships keep us happier, healthier, and help us live longer, period. They talk about the concept of social fitness. Much like a living system, our social life needs exercise. They go on to say that social fitness requires taking stock of our relationships and being honest with ourselves about what we're devoting our time and whether we are tending to the connections that help us thrive. The authors go on to suggest that there are seven keystones of support that are fundamental to our relationships, and I'll I'll state them out here. These include, for example, number one, safety and security. Who would you call if you woke up scared in the middle of the night? Two, learning and growth. Who encourages you to try new things, to take chances, or to pursue your life's goals? Three, emotional closeness and confiding. Who knows everything or most things about you? Four, identity affirmation and shared experiences. Is there someone in your life who has shared many experiences with you and who helps you strengthen your sense of who you are? Five, romantic intimacy. Do you feel satisfied with the amount of romantic intimacy in your life? Six, help, both informational and practical. Who do you turn to if you need some expertise or help solving a practical problem? And seven, fun and relaxation. Who makes you laugh? Who do you call to, for example, to go to a movie or to go on a road trip with? Who makes you feel connected and at ease? So there's also a fun exercise, which I will include in the show notes from the study where you can evaluate your relationships using these seven keystones, and it will help you identify which relationships in your life you're getting the support you need and those which you don't. If you look at the gaps in the chart, you might realize that, for example, you have plenty of people you have fun with, but no one to confide in, or maybe you only have one person you can go to for help. Or that person you take for granted actually makes you feel safe and secure. But I'd like to go one step further, however, and suggest that while outside relationships are, of course, vital as we are social beings, I truly believe that the most important relationship that we need to grow and cultivate is the relationship with ourselves. To what extent do you agree with this statement? I'd love to hear. If we're not happy with ourselves first, it really becomes difficult to be happy in other aspects of our lives, whether that be in our relationships with others, in our work, with our health, etc. Essentially, if we love ourselves first, the rest will follow. The basis of my training is that if we understand who we really are, we can then figure out what we really want and then how to get there. When we have a positive relationship with ourselves, we become more self-aware. We know our strengths, weaknesses, values, and goals. This self-awareness helps us make better decisions and live a more fulfilling life. When we accept ourselves for who we are, we become more confident and resilient. We are less likely to be affected by the opinions and judgments of others, and we can focus on our own growth and development. And when we prioritize our own well-being, we are able to take care, we are better able, in fact, able to take care of others. We are more patient and more compassionate and understanding when we are well-rested, well-fed, and emotionally stable. When we have a healthy relationship with ourselves, we are better able to set boundaries with others. We know what we need and what we will tolerate, and we are able to communicate this effectively. And when we are true to ourselves, we attract people who accept and appreciate us for who we are. We are able to build genuine connections based on mutual respect and understanding. So, overall, the relationship we have with ourselves sets the tone for all the other relationships in our lives. By prioritizing our own well being and developing a positive self image, we're able to create healthy, fulfilling relationships. With others. It's not always easy to do, but I challenge you to ask yourself, how is your relationship with yourself? Are you happy with yourself? Are you being true to who you really are? And are you giving yourself time and space for self-care and for play? I hope this offers you some food for thought as you think about what you might be contemplating to do in the next stage of your life. If you are a transition in your career or relationships or health, ask yourself first, how am I really doing? If you need support along the way and a process to help you find the answers, reach out to me. As always, my mission is to guide you to realize your true purpose and potential and to make this next chapter in your life the best chapter ever. If any of this resonated with you and you'd like to learn more about my coaching program called It's My Time Now, reach out to me. My links are in the show notes and I'm happy to provide a complimentary initial consultation to get you on your path. You can book a free 45 minute call with me through the links in the show notes. Remember to stay tuned for my upcoming exciting announcement coming up in a few weeks. And until then, stay well and stay safe.